2: It's Ty Power's Bigfooty Final Sale. To kick things
1: off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Siren
2: sounds. Norse fans, the wait is over. Well done. Well done the little
1: man lead. On Sien, it's time for the Host Plus Cup Show. That's a plus. With Mark Braybrook. Ah, uh, yes, here we are on a Thursday afternoon now. So nice to have your company on a Thursday, which means there's footy tonight and we're only one day closer. To the Host Plus Cup uh, on the weekend, a cracking round, round 12 coming up. We had a terrific round last week with the the top-of-the-table clash between the Sunshine Coast Falcons and the Burley Bears, two, at the moment, the two best teams in the competition, according to their positions on the ladder. We'll speak with Rick Stone a little bit later in the program to find out his thoughts on where his team is at. We know they sit on top of the table, but how happy is he with uh, his team's performance He'll let us know. And Nathan Cross, uh, one of our commentators here on the Host Plus Cup show, uh, the coverage on Saturdays, and uh, he's also the assistant coach at Tweed. So we'll chat with uh, Nathan about the Tweed Seagulls and look at this week's ge- weekend's game that we'll be calling here on SEN between South Logan and Ipswich, two teams absolutely desperate for a win. The Jets yet to win this year. And South, they've had a, a tough couple of weeks, so we'll... Uh, Talk to Nathan about that a little bit later. But as we do each and every week at the start of the program, we catch up with Dave Baden from the QRL to find out what has been happening around the state and his thoughts on last week's end's action in the Host Plus Cup. And he joins me now. G'day, Dave. How are you? Good
0: afternoon, Mark. Good afternoon, listeners. All good here.
1: Well, first of all, have you been back home? Where have you been this week?
0: I've actually spent a week at home. So Well done. I've uh, you know, been away that l- I've been away that long. The dog started biting me when I got in. But anyway, he's—you uh, know—we're we're all good. I've done our travels. We've visited all our country week venues, and now we're just getting ready for the actual event, which is in the back end of July. Once the origins finished. so no, all good. We're just uh, a time to recover and recuperate through the middle of Origin.
1: So, have you been happy with what you discovered on your tour?
0: Yeah, look, yeah, fantastic. There's some outstanding committees out there. There's some wonderful volunteers in our game, and, and people who put their hand up to do hours and hours and hours of volunteer work. So. I can can't thank them enough. Um, you know, we hope that the, the, their ability to host a, a host plus countrywide game is, is reward for them, even though it's a it's a lot of work. Uh, there's some financial and infrastructure rewards at the back end of that. So, um, you know, I just can't thank the people out there that are doing a phenomenal effort for our community leagues.
1: Now, we spoke um, last week about the North Queensland Gold Star success in the BMD Premiership and how good. It was for North Queensland, but also for Regional Rugby League. Of course, the announcement yesterday that the NRLW is going to expand and the North Queensland side will be part of the NRLW, a 10-team competition. No doubt, Dave, that is going to have a positive impact on you know girls and women playing rugby league around Queensland, but particularly in the north where they've now got a side that they can play in the NRLW in.
0: Yeah, look, that's fantastic. It's a great news for for uh, rugby league in general, but particularly for regional Queensland as well, with the opportunity to play play with the North Queensland Cowboys, as they'll become known as. So, um, you know, the, the, the Gold Stars were great supporters of our women's statewide women's competition. You know, none of our, our regional clubs were really, uh, had the capacity to, to actually put in a side uh, as a standalone in the early years of our competition. So the, the Gold Stars and the Cowboys came in and, and were able to support that and, and that Brought in those three northern teams and allowed everyone in that area to an opportunity to play at the highest level in their state, and uh, now they'll have an highest opportunity to play at the highest level in the in the nation. So that's a, it's that's a fantastic effort, and we thank the Cowboys for their contribution to our game.
1: Yeah, cracking stuff. Uh, the host plus Cup last weekend, we had some uh, terrific games. Uh, the top of the table clash, I suppose, the highlight with the Falcons at home to the Burley Bears. Burley getting up. Thirty-two to twenty-two, as I mentioned at the top, we'll speak with Rick Stone a little bit later. Uh, but you know they'll meet again later in the year when it really counts, won't they?
0: Oh, without doubt. You know Burley are flying at the moment, so Sunny yeah. Coast were also performing really well, and and that's, this game was it was a lot further apart than I actually thought it would be. You know, there was Burley got out to an early start and, and sort of never really looked like being beaten there. But to Sunny Coast's credit, they've got a lot of footy in them, and they came back and played and got some points towards the back end of the game. So. You know, that's they're two quality teams. They will be go deep into the finals, um, and, and there's no doubt about that. And, and this was uh, this was a mid-season battle, <laughs> a battle for uh, for uh, supremacy, I suppose. And, and the Burley Bears came out on top of that one.
1: Yeah, and Norths over the pride, um, Norths losing a few players as often happens doesn't it when teams are successful they get you know picked by other clubs and moving overseas like their coach has in rowan smith but there's something about the dna there at the devils that they just keep fighting back and that was a gutsy winning cans too
0: yeah look it's always a tough trip up there um and that that was no doubt and the pride desperate for, for wins at the moment so so they certainly wanted to get that across the line and and, and i suppose uh you know our, our organization is starting to look at it as not losing players they provided players for an opportunity to go to the next level mm. so so that is success you know if you're developing and bringing on players that have been identified to go to another game another level then then you've done your job and that's exactly what we are we're a transitional aspirational competition so so I applaud Norse for, for encouraging their players to go further and ironically one of their players Brendan Fry got signed by the Cowboys played against them uh, <laughs> for the for the pride but um, you know, that's the nature of our beast with affiliation models.
1: Yeah, and we have that too, um, I think, you know, with Dejan Asi leaving and signing with the Warriors and then now back in the the Host Plus Cup uh, system again with Redcliffe. Uh, it's it's an interesting cycle in that respect, but it's all about getting an opportunity, isn't it? And and being able to pressure claims to play in the NRL and taking those chances when they come. That's the main thing too.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, players want to play at the highest level they possibly can. And if they don't get picked for NRL, then they, there's an opportunity to play in the our Host Plus Cup and our statewide competitions. And they, they jump at it with both both hands and they know that, that the great performances there will, will get them back into the NRL quick, smart.
1: And Dave, as I mentioned, a couple of tough weeks for the Magpies. We've got them on Saturday night against the Jets. Both will... Well, the Jets want to win their first game of the year and and South Slogan want to move away from the Jets at the bottom of the table. But having said that, I was delighted for the Hunters to, to get a win. We know how tough it is for the PNG Hunters, but sometimes we forget how tough it is. We speak about the Warriors, but the Hunters have been doing it real tough, and it was great to see them get a win at Bycroft Oval on the weekend.
0: Yeah, look, uh, they are going really well. As we said earlier in the year, they had a lot of players that came in from the Digicel Cup, and and they wouldn't understand the demands and the speed of the the statewide competitions until the back end of this year, and that's exactly what we're starting to see happen. They're starting to perform really well, and I expect them to to really uh, come home with a wet sail, the PNG Hunters, so um, you know, they're performing really well. Church has got them going, and, and uh, that's going to be an interesting, interesting see the back end of the year because I know they're looking to take their games now that they're, they're, the COVID restrictions are, are these. They're looking to take their games, you know, back to Port Moresby, and, and that's where they should be taking their games. And, and so um, there's a whole heap of things that, that we'll need to put into place first.
1: Yeah, let's uh, keep our fingers crossed for them. We're keeping our fingers crossed. We'll chat with Nathan Cross shortly uh, about whether these poor seagulls, Tweed, can get themselves back to Piggerbeam.
0: Well, look, it looks like we've got a bit of fine weather and we've had some for a while and it looks like going through it through the weekend. So here's fingers crossed for, for the poor old Tweed Seagulls. They haven't had much luck with getting a home game this year. I think it's two from seven, something like that. Yeah. Um, so so they're really looking forward to getting back to their spiritual home and, and playing a game in front of their home fans. And, and, I, and I hope they do. I hope this weekend is it.
1: Now, two games I'm looking forward to this weekend. There's plenty to look forward to, but two I'll talk to you about. Harvey Bay, are you going to Harvey Bay for Wynnum v Sunshine Coast. Have you been able to talk your way into heading up there?
0: <laughs> Unfortunately, no. But uh, we're struggling to get a doctor <laughs> to attend the game. I can't. So, I uh, can't uh, help. I, I can't help
1: you there. I can't help you there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. It's, uh, so we, we, you know, we're, it's, uh, it's a, you know, obviously logistics are moving a game to regional areas are, are great. Um, but, uh, you know, our toughest one is getting doctors lately. They, they, wow. they have been hammered in their own industry um, and they're, they're relieving and with COVID restrictions and, and COVID battles and, and the demands upon them, we are struggling to get doctors to attend our games. And, and they're putting a hand up and doing a great job, our, our existing cohort, but we need more doctors. So any doctors wow. out there interested in, uh, in, in coming aboard, we, um, you know, we'd love to see you and love to have you on board.
1: Well, wow, that's interesting. Um, but that should be a great game between Seagulls and Sunny Coast there at uh, Stafford Park at Harvey Bay. So get along if you're in the region to watch uh, some Host Plus Cup action there. And potentially, Dave, uh, the match of the round again involving Burley up against Norse at Pissy Park. And I believe they've got some Indigenous um, action planned down there for uh, Burley. Always tough to beat at home. And that should be a cracker on Sunday afternoon at 2 o'clock.
0: Yeah, look, it is. Uh, both sides were intending to wear their Indigenous jerseys. We're just waiting on some delivery for Norse. So uh, it's cutting it mighty fine. So they may be in their traditional jerseys, Norse, but Burley will certainly be in their Indigenous jersey and, and you know, celebrating, celebrating the events and, and recognising the contribution of the Indigenous uh, participants over, over many, many years. So, um, you know, it's, the, the clubs do it well. I'm looking forward to this game too. It's going to be a cracker. They've both got plenty to, plenty to play for still. So, mm. um, you know, I'm looking forward to the result of this game.
1: Well, mate, thanks for your time. Have a great weekend. I'll let you get back to try and find a doctor for Harvey Bay and uh, we'll chat again next week.
0: No worries. Thanks, Mark. Talk yeah. to you soon.
1: Good on you, mate. There is Dave Maiden from the QRL, having a, a little bit of a look at the last seven days in rugby league in Queensland. And, yeah, with the announcement of the NRLW uh, expansion, we've got a, a North Queensland women's side of the NRLW, and we've got some cracking games this week in the Host Plus Cup, one of those being uh, played in Harvey Bay. So this weekend, uh, looking at round number 12, starts on Saturday afternoon at Redcliffe with the Dolphins hosting the Capras. Uh, that is the curtain raiser to the Panthers, and the Warriors game there at Redcliffe. Then that's a 2.30 kickoff. Then Saturday at 3, fingers crossed, Pigabine. Nathan will give us an update on that shortly. Uh, Tweed take on the Cutters. 3 o'clock in Harvey Bay on Saturday. Wynnum Manley take on the Falcons. That's 5th the 2nd. 4 o'clock Saturday in Townsville. It's the Black Hawks up against the Tigers, the Brisbane Tigers. 6 o'clock, the match you'll hear here on SEN from Marsden State High. The South Logan Magpies taking on the Ipswich Jets. Sunday afternoon, two o'clock at Busy Park. The Bears and the Devils, first versus fourth, two two ten. The match you'll see on um, KO and nine. You can also see all these games on Q Plus as well. But uh, two ten Sunday from Barlow Park in Cairns. It's the Pride up against the PNG Hunters. This is the Host Plus Cup Show on this Thursday afternoon. Still to come, Nathan Cross from the Tweed Seagulls and Rick Stone from the Burley Bears. And we'll also look at some of the results from right around the state. But this is all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. Yeah, Mark Braybrook on this Thursday afternoon, a new day, as you're aware, for the Host Plus Cup show. And a member of our commentary team, the SN commentary team for the Host Plus Cup, is Nathan Cross. He's also a member of the coaching staff, the Tweed Seagulls, who had a win last weekend over Ipswich. He's back calling this weekend with Drury Forbes, and he joins me now. G'day, mate. How are you? G'day, Mark. I'm well, mate. How are you going? I'm well. Uh, Plenty of points for Tweed last week against Ipswich, but you also let a few in. Uh, What was the coach's thoughts on the performance?
3: Yeah, we we were pretty disappointed, to be honest. I mean, you look at the score and 40 to 30, you know, and a lot of times you'll take the win. But look, it was a game for anyone that watched the game. We we led 10-0 after about seven minutes and there's was a bit of a crucial moment. Will Brimson sort of goes through. It looked like it would be 16-0. And uh, he gets grabbed by the jersey. And then next play, Nangara Barker takes an intercept and, and runs 70 metres to score. And a bit of a 12-point turnaround. So instead of being 16-0, we were, we were 10-6. And, and then they scored again. And, and it was just turned into one of those real tit-for-tat type games. With
1: the, the disruptions you've had in recent weeks with the flooding still there at Pigabean, has that had, and and sort of the on and off, I suppose, nature of the competition in in recent weeks, has that had any impact at all?
3: No, look, I don't think it has. You know, I'd love to sit here and say, you know, it's had a big impact and we should be going better than what we are, but no, to, to be fair, it really hasn't. I mean, we've We've missed a few training sessions, but a lot of clubs have done as well. And you and I spoke about the Magpies a few weeks ago, missing a lot of training uh, runs and, and games, etc. So, look, no excuses. It certainly doesn't help with your cohesion, uh, and it hasn't helped from the point of view that it hasn't allowed us to have opposed sessions against our, our cult side, which you know anyone who's in the game understands the importance of having those opposed type sessions, and and that has limited us there. Um, but look, it's, it's unfortunate. we hopefully we're back to pick this, this weekend, but, um, we'll never use that as an excuse.
1: When you say, hopefully I was going to ask you for an update. Is it a, a real hope or pie in the sky stuff? I, I think it's
3: a real hope. I mean, look, we, we trained there last night. We trained on the Eastern side of the field. We, we didn't use the full field. The, the Western side, the, the grandstand side is really still super, super wet. It's, uh, you walk through it, you're worried that you're going to slip over just walking across it. So hopefully with a really nice day here today, again tomorrow, um, we, we will play there on Saturday. But I'm assuming uh, Dave Penner and Matty Francis are, are waiting on the call from council uh, to approve that. But at this point in time, where all systems go, for bigger band.
1: Going to speak to uh, Rick Stone a little bit later in the program. He'd be He's going to be, I would imagine, very happy. 32 points to 22 win over the Falcons. That's first against second on the weekend so um your you know coast rivals are going along quite well at the moment aren't they the Bears
3: oh they're flying the Bears I called that game two weeks ago with Drury um when they absolutely uh put the the cleaners through the the Brisbane Tigers and to be fair to the Tigers they started well they were probably the best team for the first 15 or 20 minutes and then uh Josh Rogers and um, Sam Costa and, and Tane tool picky really just put on a clinic, Guy Hamilton uh, and they put they put a massive score on the Tigers that day and then their first half last week against the Falcons uh, I think the halftime score was about 26-4 to 4 from memory and, and the Falcons did score uh, a few tries late to, to make it closer but they're in a bit of a purple patch at the moment the Bears, they've got good allocation back from uh, the Gold Coast Titans uh, whereas at the moment just the way that the cookie crumbles. We haven't. We've probably got one player at the moment where they're having, you know, six and seven at a time. Which good luck to them. You have those years. We probably had a similar year last year. So it does always turn and ebbs and flows. And and they just they just look like a really good footy team at the moment. They've got a really good mix of youth and experience, and and obviously some good coaching there with Stony. So they're having a great year.
1: Yeah, we'll speak with Rick uh, very shortly on the program. Uh, other teams that are you know, starting to build a little bit of momentum. One of those, the Redcliffe Dolphins, they just got over the cutters in Mackay. Always hard to beat Mackay in Mackay, but they're starting to string a few wins together now, the Dolphins.
3: They are. They're a dangerous team, and I think, you know, we spoke a few weeks ago around what's the team outside the eight that, that would worry me, and, and I said the Dolphins, and for good reason, and particularly, you know, they picked up Dejan Arcee, didn't they, given mm. his transfer from the Cowboys to the Warriors. So he's obviously featuring heavily there now. And I think uh, their ever-present fullback, Trey Fuller, is starting to really hit some form now as well. So um, they, again, jumped out to a lead there on the weekend against the Cutters and, and were far too good um, and, and went away. Ended up being a fairly close game, but um, the Cutters did score some points late to make it more respectable. But, yeah, the Dolphins, for mine, they're one to keep an eye on.
1: The Central Capras are still hanging in there. They defeated the Blackhawks at uh, Rocky and they sit uh, nice, they're nicely positioned I think you can say, on the table, the Capras.
3: They are. And, and they're probably, they're really showing that it's no fluke how they've started. You know, I did have some queries after the first five or six rounds, given that they're they probably played some teams at the start of year that you know we wouldn't expect to finish in that top four, and but they've come into a period now where they've had to play some of these top teams. They had a, a narrow loss uh, to Burley, which again I, th- I think it was only six points in that game. And then the, the Blackhawks have been a little bit up and down this year. The Blackhawks, but when you got guys like you know Sean Nonna and and Fi Law and and sort of these guys, Jalen Feeney, they're a tough tough task the Blackhawks. So. Yeah, the Capras are going really well. Guys like Trey Brown's having a great year. Nixon Putt seems to be scoring tries every week. And, um, yeah, good good on the Capras. It's great for the competition to see a team that we're used to seeing down the bottom of the ladder really mixing it with the heavyweights.
1: Yeah, it is. And um, also, I suppose, the decentralisation of the competition as well, the fact that uh, teams from outside – you know, southeast corner are actually starting to put their hand up. We saw that with the uh, women's premiership, the BMD premiership, with the the North Queensland Gold Stars uh, winning that competition. The fact that uh, it is such a decentralised competition now,
3: it is, isn't it great? You know, it really gives hope to those um, the people outside, as you say, that southeast Queensland pocket. That you know, footy's alive and well, and, and it doesn't. You don't necessarily have to be in and around Brisbane uh, to be in a competitive side. So. Yeah, I think that augurs well for for pathways in both the, the men's and women's game.
1: Let's look ahead to your game on Saturday, three o'clock. Fingers crossed at Pigabean. SeaGulls Tweed are taking on the Mackay Cutters. We spoke about them scoring a bunch of points late against Redcliffe. What do you, uh, what do you feel about the cutters? What is their strength heading into this game?
3: Look, they've got a pretty good forward pack. The cutters, you know, and I look at a guy like Ben Condon up front for them. I think. Ben Condon's probably playing NRL at a lot of other clubs at the moment. He's probably stuck in a position now behind a, a really good forward pack at a very successful NRL team, the Cowboys, that are, yeah. that are having such a great season. So I think guys like Condon and, of course, their skipper, Ross Bella they form a pretty formidable sort of middle unit for that cutter side. And and now, of course, they've picked up Brendan Elliott, um, the pretty classy centre that spent time at, at the Roosters and, and the Knights and the Titans. So... Um, yeah, they're they're a tricky sort of side to cutters. They, they're a little bit up and down, a little bit like the Blackhawks. But um, on their day, yeah, they're, they're quite scary to get when they can put it together. And if, if guys like Condon and Bella lay that platform, um, yeah, then we'll really have to be on our game.
1: Now, the game you'll be calling on uh, Saturday night, uh, it's a bottom-of-the-table clash. It's the Magpies 13th against the Jets 14th. And if the Jets have any aspirations, which they do, I know, to get off the bottom of the table. This is uh this is a great opportunity for them to get their first win of the year against the Magpie side, which I've got to say a little bit disappointing the last couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, they have been. And I really feel that this could be their time for the for the Jets. You know, they've they've gone so close on a number of occasions. You and I called the, the game against the North Devils, the, the premiers, that we mm. thought, you know, for seventy nine minutes we, we thought the Jets might sort of um upset the party there and but it wasn't to be. And then even against us on the weekend, it looked like uh, with about eight to go, they might register their first win of the season. So it's been a tough year for the Jets. They're going a lot better than what people would give them credit for if you only looked at the latter. And I think against a team like the Magpies, that look, the Magpies do give you opportunities. Uh, in recent times, they've, they've come up with quite a few errors, uh, a little bit undisciplined at times, kicking out on the full. They've got a young halves combination at the moment uh, with and Wilson and Jack Hickson. Um, you know, I see Blake Moser, the young uh, number nine, sort of he's been coming onto the bench as well. So they're a young team at the moment. They've got some guys that are playing up top for the Broncos. Of course, Ezra Mann and, and Branko Lee and Gildan and Pereira last week. So I really think, Mark, that this could be the week that the Jets register their first win.
1: Oh, interesting. Well, mate, so you and Drew will call all that action on Saturday here on SEN. Look forward to that, mate. Good luck. Let's hope you can get a game back at Pigabine. Fingers crossed for you against Mackay and uh, good calling on Saturday night. Good on you, mate. There he is, Nathan Cross, uh, assistant coach there at Tweed, but also part of the SEN commentary team. And he and Drew will call that game between South Logan and Ipswich on Saturday night. Kickoff is at 6 o'clock. The boys will be on air uh, at around 5.30. We better take a break here on the Host Plus Cup show on this Thursday afternoon. So we've moved from Wednesdays to Thursdays. It is all thanks to our good friends at Host Plus an industry super fun for all Australians. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEM. Host Plus, an industry super fun for all Australians. they Mark on this Thursday afternoon. As uh, we've been saying throughout the show, we're back on – we're on Thursday now, moving from Wednesday to a Thursday afternoon. Thanks very much for your company. Great to have you with us. And uh, the team that's going along quite nicely at the moment, as we mentioned a couple of times on the program – the Burley Bears. Their coach is Rick Stone who has uh, given us uh, a lot of his time over the season and he joins me again this afternoon. Rick, thanks very much for your time, mate.
2: Afternoon, Mark. How are we doing?
1: I'm very well. Well, a couple of weeks ago, we were at Pizzy Park to to call the game between Burley and the Brisbane Tigers the team was outstanding then you had a big win on the weekend in that top of the table clash with the Sunshine Coast Uh, you must be delighted with the way your team's going or is there still room for improvement?
2: Well look we're really happy obviously with the way we're going Uh, the evolution of some of our young boys has been terrific Um, there's plenty of young players that have stepped up and definitely sort of shown they can handle and play the great Um, I think there's some improvement in us we're still Um, yet to sort of be really consistent for 80 minutes. I suppose we were pretty good with the footy against East a couple of weeks ago. I think we made three errors for the game. So that gave us some real continuity and a little bit of um, strike sort of when we played East. But um, last week we had a great first half, but not so good second half. So we were still chasing, probably putting two consistent halves together. It's
1: a tough month, isn't it, for you as well? You've got some really good, strong opponents this I imagine, from a coaching perspective and the players, gives you an understanding and knowledge of where you are at and what you have to work on?
2: Yeah, that's probably fair indication, I suppose. I think when everyone gets a chance to play, we'll get a little bit of an idea of where the competition's at. Um, yeah, we play North this week. They're probably still, they're the reigning premiers and probably still consider them one of the heavyweights of the competition, even though they've had a few personnel changes in recent weeks. I think when they get their full squad and full complement back. Uh, they'll be one of the top teams at the end of the season.
1: Just back to that game against uh, Brisbane two weeks ago, the Tigers that we called here on SCN. i, I got to admit, I, I didn't call it. Drury and Nathan Cross called it. I, I was stunned by the score that you are able to put on the Tigers. Uh, were you surprised the, uh, at the way your team played that day in attack?
2: Yeah, we, we were surprised a little bit. I mean, after 25 minutes, I think we led 12-10. And, you know, it was a real arm wrestle of the game. You know, they'd scored a couple, we'd scored a couple, and there wasn't much between the teams. And we managed to put a couple on before half time, And then um, we had a really good second half. We were really consistent with the footy. Um, Some of our key players came to a picky And Josh Rogers, Guy Hamilton, um, and our hookers really stood up and and really took control of the middle of the field. And, you know, we scored some good tries that night. And, um, you know, it was one of those nights when everything came together.
1: There's a couple of the players. I know Ian Healy was down there watching the game. I think you bumped into him afterwards. You've got a couple of young blokes at the back there that uh, Heals was quite impressed with as well, some of the youngsters that are coming through the club.
2: Yeah, we have. Look, to a Piggy's our young fullback that's probably unseated. Curtis Rowe, you know, 100-game player, dual premiership winner for the Bears. and um, Yeah, that was, a I suppose, a big decision to sort of uh, make a change in that in that particular position. But Tane's been great so far. Loffy Camp Pereira who plays on the wing. He's a he's a real excitement machine with some X factor because he's so fast. And Tony Francis is probably a little bit more of the powerful winger on the other side. So all those young boys are really enjoying their time in their first season of Queensland Cup and Sean really they're up for up for the up for the challenge and definitely can play the grade.
1: So last weekend against the Sunny Coast mates, uh, no doubt you'll meet Sunshine Coast further down the track when uh, you know, gets to the real business end because they're a quality side. What did you learn from last weekend?
2: Um, look, we were really good in the first half. We controlled the game and controlled the ball, terrific. Uh, scored some good tries, and um, you know, but our attitude was a little bit soft in the second half, and it started straight from the kickoff in the second half. And Sunny Coast kept coming. They sort of completed 19 out of 20 in the second half, so. They were really consistent with the footy and, and asked plenty of questions of us and scored a fair few tries and got to 26, 22 maybe before we scored a try late to seal it. Um, it's just one of those lessons, I suppose, you learn that it's 80 minutes and it's been consistent for 80 minutes and making sure you don't relax for one minute. And as soon as you do, um, quality oppositions can hurt you.
1: I think last time we might have spoken, I asked you about um, you know the buys. There's been a couple of buys in recent weeks and... Uh, the, the steady football, the consistent football is now starting to happen as we're mid-season, although we've got, uh, uh, you know, a long way to go. Um, has the Are you over that stop-start nature now? Do you find that uh, getting with players playing week in and week out the last couple of weeks that things will improve in that, in that consistency that you were talking about earlier?
2: Yeah, I think definitely our combinations have come together a little bit more consistently now. They've played back-to-back games obviously we have a week off after this weekend and then we sort of go for another run where we play some games so um yeah i think we have um improved through the consistency of games in the last couple of weeks has definitely showed some real good signs for our team um that's wood we've got to stay healthy and you know obviously capitalize i suppose in the position that we're in um, long way to go and um we understand we've got to keep working hard
1: yeah you mentioned north this week so you've had uh Uh, The Tigers, Sunshine Coast, into Norths in the last three games. You mentioned their change of personnel. They've lost some players. Of course, they've lost uh, their coach, Rowan Smith, overseas. But, I mean, they're a quality club. They've got so many good things in place that uh, they can overcome uh, all these things that are thrown against them. No Tyrone Roberts, of course. He's going to be playing for the the Broncos tomorrow night. So they continue to be hit in, in key areas. But having said that, they're still the Devils, aren't they?
2: excuse me, they are indeed. I think Ryan's done a great job at the club, obviously built them up in the last couple of years, obviously winning the premiership last year, and you can see right through from their under-18s, their 16s, and right through their grades They're a formidable club in every grade they play. So they've got some depth, and obviously they've been tested in the last couple of weeks, and the change of coach, obviously, at this stage of the year is not ideal, but um, the two boys that are there, obviously have been with Rowan previously, so they've got an idea how things have been operated. Um, They're still travelling along pretty nicely, um, and they have been tested a little bit with air depth and personnel as well. So, you know, we're looking forward to the challenge again. We've got a, a big Indigenous round sort of going on down here at Burley on Sunday. Both our A-grade and our Queensland Cup team will wear the first Indigenous Burley um, jumper, which okay. we haven't done before. So we've done a little bit on the history of our indigenous area. And, um, yeah, we're looking forward to, um, running out and, and wearing that indigenous jumper with some pride.
1: Oh, great stuff. Excellent. Now, mate, uh, just before I let you go to, you sit on the table, a couple of questions about the table, uh, four, 280 against 140. It's the best attacking record in the competition and, and close to the best defensive record in the comp. What pleases you more, the best, uh, uh, attack or near best defense?
2: Uh, a bit of both. Um, We probably were pretty consistent. We have been pretty consistent defensively in the last couple of years. Um, We probably have struggled and probably lacked a little bit of strike. And some of the boys that we've recruited and inherited through the Titan sort of system have definitely given us a bit more strike this year, which is is always nice to have, having a bit of X Factor that can score some points. We're probably always chasing to be a bit better defensively. Um, We've got a little bit of way to go there. We've we've lapsed in and out of games and probably allowed some soft tries at at different times, so that's still a work in progress. But, um, yeah, look, it looks all right if you look on the table on face value. And for us, um, you know, we realise if we've been there before, it's a long way to go. And, Mm. you know, the planets have to align sort of to make sure that you're heading in the right direction come semi-final time. So we'll we'll just keep our heads down and, and... Touch wood, we can stay healthy. And and if we're playing with some confidence and some real energy, I think we can challenge most teams.
1: And you look below, it's a real logjam. If you've got yourself and the Falcons there on 18 and 17 with a little bit of a buffer uh, to the others, but only three points uh, separates the rest. And then behind then, it's a real battle. So this competition, as you mentioned, far from over and is really tight.
2: Yeah, it is. Look, the Queensland Cup continues to impress, you know, Every year, obviously, I've been involved a long time ago and been away for a long time, but coming back in the last couple of years, you understand the depth and the quality of the Queensland Cup and how hard it is to get two points, whether it's at home or away. It um, doesn't really matter what team you're playing and where, what position they are on the table. It's always um, a competitive game. And if you don't turn up and, and deliver close to your best, where well, you're going to get beat, and there's no difference. And every year it seems to get harder and harder, and the quality of competition continues to rise.
1: Mate, really appreciate your time uh, and good luck on the weekend and no doubt we'll touch base again uh, throughout the season. Thanks again, Rick.
2: No problem, Mark. Thank you.
1: Well, there he is, Rick Stone. The, uh Coach of the Burley Bears joining us here on the Host Plus Cup show. And, yeah, a big game for them against the North Devils on Thursday. Oh, Thursday. On Saturday. Down there at Pizzy Park, Indigenous Round. So get down and see the, the Burley Bears take on North. Should be a cracking game and a good win for them over the Sunshine Coast in their top of the table clash. And now they take on another top four side in the Burley Bears, and it's a home game. It's such an even competition. There's Host Plus Cup, and that will be a cracker. On the weekend, We're going to take a break here on the Host Plus Cup Show. Other side, we're going to come back and look at uh, results from around the state of Queensland. And it's all thanks to Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians, run only to benefit its members. Search Compare Host Plus today. We're back. It's the Host Plus Cup Show on SEN. Host Plus, an industry super fund for all Australians. Yeah, Mark Braybrook on this Thursday afternoon. Nice to have your company. Uh, Yeah, show's now on a Thursday, move from a Wednesday. So every Thursday you can get your uh, fix of Host Plus Cup action. The team of the week for round 11 is an interesting one as we get uh, just on halfway through the season. Uh, the Team of the Week this week is at fullback. Uh, Julian Christian from the Northern Pride had terrific game last weekend. 285 run metres off 19 runs, eight tackle breaks, two line breaks, and an offload. Um, it was uh, an outstanding performance. Uh, Tristan Saylor also had a good game uh, for South Logan with 155 metres, but the fullback and captain of the Round 11 Team of the Week, Julian Christian, The wingers, um, we just heard uh, Rick Stone talking about one of his wingers. Alifiana Pereira of Burley is one of the wingers this week. Three tries, 109 run metres and three tackle breaks as well. Um, Also on the other wing from Mackay, Jake Riley. Uh, 214 run metres, 18 runs, 10 tackle breaks, one line break. And one line assist. The centres in the team of the week this week, uh, Valens Tovare from the Redcliffe Dolphins. Uh, He's only two games into his career and he's had two appearances in the team of the week. That's pretty impressive, isn't it? Uh, Former rugby player in round 11 this week. He got a double, 198 run metres off eight runs, three line breaks. And what about this? 13 tackle breaks. So he is one of the centres in the team of the week. And Solomona Fatape from the Brisbane Tigers is the other... Um, they were beaten by Winham, but uh, he had an outstanding game. Two tries, 160 meters from 17 runs. Nangara Barker from the Ipswich Jets is the 5'8 of the week. He's been he's been really good in the team down the bottom of the table. He's an explosive, very very quick sort of player. Is Barker, and we'll hear and we'll be able to call him again on the weekend on Saturday night when they take on South Logan. Uh, scored a hat trick, 181 run meters off just seven runs. Seven runs for 181 run metres, 16 tackles, uh, and he was the 5A of the week, nudging out Will Brimson. The halfback from Townsville, Sean Nona. Um, he was in uh, pretty good form last Saturday. Two tries, two try assists, 12 tackles, one line break, one line break assist and one tackle bust. Um, ben Hampton was also impressive for the Northern Pride, but Sean Nona, the half in the Host Plus Cup team of the week. The front rowers from the Brisbane Tigers, Jordan Grant. He had 175 run metres against Wynnum off just 15 runs, four offloads, 26 tackles, and one tackle break. An outstanding effort from Jordan. So he's one front rower. The other front rower, Dilbert Isaac of the PNG Hunters, who had a win, of course, over South Logan. 99 metres, six tackle busts, two line breaks, and 30 tackles. So the two front rowers in the team of the week. The hooker from the Northern Pride is Jaden Hodges. Uh, 39 tackles, 115 meters off at 11 runs, three try assists, two line breaks, and a tackle bust. Uh, Tyson Smoothie also had a great game, but Jaden Hodges named as the hooker in the team of the week. Nixon Putt from the Queen, Central Queensland Capras uh, for the second week in a row, he na- makes it to the team of the week. 177 meters off 16 runs, 78 of those were post-contact. He is a hard man to pull down as Nixon. One try, five tackle busts and 25 tackles, and he was on the field for the full 80 minutes. Levaha Pula of the North Devils, he's the other back rower. Scored his fourth try of the season against the Pride. 132 metres from his 15 runs. A line break, four tackle breaks and 20 tackles as well. The lock forward is had a good year. The Capras are going well. And Jamie Hill is one of the reasons for that. He's been outstanding for the Capras in season 2022. Um, he was... Uh, in the top three for tackles runs and meters made Uh, a game high 187 meters from 17 runs 24 tackles as well luke bateman was also terrific for winham but jamie hill the lock forward in the team of the week now the bench this week sam scarlett from winham manly um he was the player of the match in the feature game for winham uh he had 349 kick meters a try assist a line break assist, four tackle breaks, and also made twenty tackles. So he is one of the players on the bench. Ryland Jacobs from Tweed. He is also on the bench. He is the uh, fullback for the Tweed seagulls, ran for two hundred and thirty nine meters, a try assist a line break assist. And two tackle breaks. David Mead is also in the team of the week on the bench. Um, a line break, a tackle break, seven tackles on the wing as well. Um, he scored a try from the length of the field and set up another. So he had a terrific game, David Mead. And the last player in the uh, team of the week for the Host Plus around, Cup round 11, Tony Pillow from the Brisbane Tigers. Uh, fullback again. Player of uh, to watch coming at around 11. Uh, he ran for 224 metres, a try assist, a line break assist, a line break and six tackle breaks and scored his first try of the season. So that is the host plus cup team of the week. Let's have a look at some of the results. We'll try and get as many as we can as we go around the state to see uh, teams, uh, competitions that are being played around the state. But time may beat us on this Thursday afternoon. In Brisbane, in the BRL A grade competition, the West Panthers defeated Valleys by 28 points to 10. Belimba, sorry, 20, defeated Carina Tigers, 18. Wynnum Manley, 26. The juniors there defeated um, Beanley Pride, 14. The Pine River Bears, 38. The Brighton Roosters, 28. And Norman behounds Hounds, 26. South junior magpies, 10. That means the West Panthers, West Brisbane Panthers, are on top of the table. They have 27 points, unbeaten so far this season. Bulimba currently second. They've just dropped the two games there, 23. Beanley, third on 20. And Pine Rivers round out the top four there on nineteen points. They've had uh, two losses and a draw, but West Brisbane lead the way on top of the table. Now to the Gold Coast, Southport 20 defeated Tugan nil, Ormo 46, Karumban 18, Burley 26, Mudgerabar 24, and Runaway Bay 54, Helensvale 14. Mudgerabar lead the way uh, on four and against. They have a better four and against than Tugan. They've both got 19 points. Uh, In third place on 18 is Southport, then Burley in the top four on 17. So really close uh, on the Gold Coast. In Ipswich, it was Fassifern 50 over North Tigers 28, Swifts 34, Brothers Ipswich 14, and Redbank Plains 42 defeated Goodner 20. Swifts lead on 14, they're unbeaten, and then there's a bit of a logjam. Redbank Plains and Brothers are on 8, Fassifern North's on 6, and Goodner yet to register a win so far this season. In the women's, southeast women's competition, Runaway Bay 54 defeated Winner Manley Juniors 10, Valley 46 defeated the Ormo Shearers 10, and Goodna 48 defeated Waterford Logan Brothers 6. That means Goodnut leads the way on 15 points from Ormo on 13, Valley's 11, and then at, uh, Runaway Bay in the top four on four and against ahead of Winner Manley, who both have 10 competition points. Now let's head to Bundaberg. I've got a couple of minutes left on the show this afternoon. Harvey Bay, 72, too good for Wallaroos, Maribor, 10. West Panthers, 32. East Magpies, 24. And Waves Tigers, 36. Past Brothers, Bundaberg, 22. Harvey Bay leads there with just the one loss and a draw on 14 points. Uh, in the women's premiership, Um, There was no games this weekend. They're back this weekend. Uh, The Central Highlands, Claremont Bears 38, defeated Middlemount 14. Springshaw 42, Emerald 20. Bluff Rabbitoh 62, the Blackwater Crushers 20. And the Dysart Bulls 80, defeated Emerald 10. Dysart lead the competition on four and against ahead of Claremont. They're both on 16 points, just the one loss apiece. Toowoomba. Gatton, 38, defeated Wattles. Warriors, 12. to the Valley Roosters, 30. Highfields, Eagles, 24. Gundawindi, 52. Oakey, 28. Warwick, 58. The Newtown Lions, 0. Dolby 44, Southern Suburbs 18, and Toowoomba Brothers 32 defeated Pittsworth Danes 22. That means Gatton leads on 15 with just the one loss after nine games. On 13 points, three teams in this order on four and against, and there's not much between them. Highfields Eagles, Wattles Warriors, and Dolby Diehards. And then on 11, Toowoomba Valley Roosters, Warwick Cowboys, and Gundawindi Boars. So seven teams separated by just four points Uh, in what is uh, shaping up to be a cracking uh, Toowoomba men's premiership there. In the women's premiership, it was win for Oakey Bears, Toowoomba Valley Roosters, uh, the Pittsworth Danes, uh, they all scored wins. And the Gatton Hawks, they had the bye on the weekend. They remain undefeated on top of the table on 14 points. That's about all we have time for. Sorry we couldn't get to the other scores, but time has beaten us. Thanks to uh, all our guests this afternoon, Dave Maiden, Nathan Cross and Rick Stone. Don't forget this Saturday night from 5.30, all the action of the South Logan Magpies and the Ipswich Jets. The Jets trying to get their first win of the year. And the South Logan Magpies trying to turn around uh, what has been uh, a couple of disappointing weeks for them. And they want to get a gap between them and the Jets at the bottom of the table. Should be a cracking game. But that's all we have time for. As I mentioned, enjoy your rugby league this weekend. Some terrific games coming up tonight here on SEN. The Dragons in South Sydney and then the Cowboys in Manly tomorrow. They're two to look forward to. And then we've got a terrific game for you from the Host Plus Cup South Logan and Ipswich. Thanks for your company. It's all thanks to HostPass, an industry super for all Australians. Run only to benefit its members. Search Compare HostPass today. We'll catch you next week. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 132191.